Hello, welcome to my podcast. I'm a mum fixing my life. I'm Antonia Jones, and today I'm joined by award-winning personal stylist Lisa Talbot. Lisa is an amazing mumpreneur who is a stylist expert for BBC Radio Berkshire, Heart Radio, and also Marlowe FM. So Lisa's here to help us solve some of the mysteries we hide behind that wooden door. Yes, we're talking about autumn winter fashion 2020, styling clothes and our wardrobes and how to feel confident in our clothes, especially now that we're living in the pandemic, which is perfect timing. So hi, Lisa. Thanks for joining me today. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. I just managed to get through that now, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) So Lisa, one thing which is really important on this podcast is the backstory of our mums and because it really helps to inspire others. So please tell us about you before we delve into your knowledge about what not to wear. Oh, wow. So um, yes, so I'm a mum to three um, children. So one of them actually is not so little anymore. So he's 31. Um, and then I have twins of 16, married, live in Windsor. Um, so a bit like, you know, lots of the ladies that will be listening today. I'm a very busy mum. Yes, <laughs> I can see that. I've had a browse on your website. So I'm really interested to get into all of the questions. So first of all, how did you get into personal styling and what attracted you to help others about their style choices? So my background, actually, when I first you know, started work a long, long time ago, um, I worked with in HR, so HR and recruitment. So I worked always with people. So I absolutely love people, but I loved clothes as well. So I went through my um, career working in HR. Um, I left that part of my kind of working career when my twins were first born um, because I used to travel around Europe, etc., We made the decision that, um, you know, with twins, with the cost of childcare and everything like that, I would um, basically, you know, take a couple of years out and then we'll we'll make a decision and go from there. Um, During the time, actually, while I was off with the twins, I kind of got a bit of itchy feet. Um, So I started to look at other things that I could do, but that worked around the kids, because obviously they were still very young. I'm quite lucky. I have, you know, I had family quite very near to me who could help me out so I started selling a children's clothing brand throughout the home a brand called Captain Tortue um, which is still going now I used to you know bag everything up put it in suitcases off with my rail of an evening once my once my husband got home and I went off and sold the clothes so I was still mixing with people which I loved and I was still generating an income um uh, but also, then what happened is the Captain Tortu brand launched a ladies' wear collection called Miss Captain. So again, I back, you know, put it all in suitcases and off I went to sell to the mums who I'd met through the children's selling of the clothes. Um, but what I used to do, I used to give my opinion not my expert advice. So ladies would say, do you think this looks nice on me? Is it the right colour? And I'd say, yeah, yeah, it looks really nice, etc." But there wasn't enough technical information there for me. And I thought, do you know what? Actually, I'm not doing right by these ladies. And that's the point. I went off and I trained as initially as an image consultant. Um, the image consultancy route was great for me to learn, obviously, the skill sets of body shapes and colors and personal shopping. Um, my personality, it's a little bit too rigid for me. I'm a little bit more 
kind of flexible. So I also then trained with the London College of Style, which gave me way more kind of bows to my arrow and allowed me to be much more flexible as a personal stylist. But I think a lot of it, it again, it, it married two things up for me. It married up the, the fact that I love people, the fact that I love clothes, but actually it was lovely to see how the, the fact that by wearing something you love made people smile and lifted their confidence and kind of boosted what they were going to do in the day. So that, that's how it all started. And that's so good to know that you marry the two together, as you said, and your own interests. And it's so rare to find that. And sometimes we may feel really scared to just take that leap. But again, it's getting out the drawing board. And if you're looking at your career choices, mums, it's good to write down what you think you're good at and what you think you're not so good at and bringing those two together and also seeking advice. I sought advice from a careers advisor when I initially got into journalism and that really helped me. I was given advice about um, working part-time to get my um, qualifications. So that was really helpful. And um, I never even knew that stylist qualifications existed as well. Didn't, didn't even know yeah. that. This is new to me. And this is yeah. a recognized profession. Absolutely. But there's one thing they say, don't they? If you, um, if you don't jump, you'll never know if you could fly. And I think, you know, sometimes we just have to have courage in ourselves and go, you know what, what could go wrong? It, yes, it, it's either going to go right or it could go wrong. But actually, if you look on that whole positive side of this is what I'd love to do, there is a way around it. It may be just a few different steps you have to take. But I love that saying, you know, if you don't jump, you'll never know if you could fly. No, it's true. And then you regret it. And having regret is that's one thing that I don't like having that regret. And you can't blame anyone for it. So we've got to take that action and make our stand and make those choices for the better. And, and that's how I see it. So it's so good to hear that you have taken this this journey and just evolved with it and just having a look on your website and seeing how you've evolved um so how long have you been working with the local radio stations and some of the tv networks because i know you worked with itv in the past as well and the different networks how long have you been doing that for overall so the business now has been running for 12 years um and initially i you know i did lots of free stuff I did, you know, lots of free stuff to kind of gain experience, gain visibility. Um, and I was very lucky that I also um, knew a couple of people who worked in PR. So as I was getting going, they would say, oh, you know, this magazine needs a star feature. Can you do it? This, um, you know, this magazine needs an expert comment. So I was really lucky in things like that. So, you know, we did little things. I, I would do someone's wardrobe and they would do like the bit of a PR for me and have a look at what was around. Um, and then it literally has just evolved from there. So the radio literally you know I, I got the call you know we've seen you around can you make a star comment and it's just kind of gathered momentum um and obviously I think visibility on social media has helped but funnily enough when I first started it was nowhere near as prolific as it is now um but yeah those things have just literally evolved and grown with time over the, with the business 
And that's that's amazing. And it's so inspiring. So mums, if you've got that vision, just seek some advice, speak to some friends, check out our podcast, I'm a mum, fix my life and, and see what's on there. We've met so many different mums. So another question, can you tell us more about the pocket stylist that you've got going on? Because I think I need that in my wardrobe right now. <laughs> The pocket stylist was born out of lockdown. I have to say, you know, when March um, kind of changed our whole world, didn't it, for so many different reasons, the pocket stylist was born. And from my perspective as a business, it was either fight or flight. And I chose to fight, basically. I thought I am not giving up what I've worked for for, you know, 12 years. So the pocket stylist is a Facebook group. It was born out of lockdown and it got its name actually because I'm only five foot. So I'm only five foot. So lots of my clients used to say, I wish you could just, I could put you in my pocket and take you shopping with me. So that's how the pocket stylist came about. Um, But it's a Facebook group. It's free. It's an amazing community of basically fashion and style loving ladies. We do workshops in there. We do challenges like five day wardrobe challenges. We've recently just had a color challenge and people post their photos, you know, of them wearing a certain color in the day. Um, I've had makeup experts come in. We have guest speakers. It's just the most lovely community where everybody talks fashion and style. Um, And I'm also able to share tips and expertise, you know, as as we go along. And it is really important about fashion and lifestyle. And, you know, at the minute being in the pandemic and lockdown, we tend to change our style. So I've got some questions from some mums just a bit later, but it's quite interesting how I've even evolved from wearing the, the corporate suits to now more leggings it's just it's changing so much so um and that's one hot topic at the moment and how how are we to dress for work now it's it's just so difficult I've been thinking like what do you do like do you sit there in in your your blazer if you're in an all corporate office I need some guidance on this <laughs> and I read your I think- recent blog about this as well with some hints and tips yeah, and it's, and it's really interesting because lots of ladies and gentlemen, you know, they're all working from home. You know, I know my next door neighbour who's an accountant hasn't been in an office environment since March, but she's still interacting with her team members through, you know, things like Zoom, etc. So from, from a style point of view, it's really important, and people have probably seen these photos during lockdown, that the upper body style looks you know presentable because at the end of the day you're still working you're still representing your business um i think you know people were set putting photos up during lockdown they were still in their shorts but the top half looked good you know <laughs> so again it's when you dress any kind of body shape or what you wear it's about what other people see because we're all very self-critical so we might look in the mirror in the morning and think oh my goodness, you know, my arms look big in this top or actually my bust looks a bit small in this one, the V-neck's too, you know, too low. Whereas actually someone else might be looking at the colour of your lipstick. They're not even looking at the bits that you don't feel so confident about. So the the upper body style, as we call it, is, is really important because again, you could have a nice colour on, you could have a print on, you might have a necklace on, 
it's it's all that type of thing from a working point of view if you're working from home if you're working in an office environment you're still working in an office environment it really you you don't have to change what you would have always worn there before you know because you're still working in that environment you're still doing the job you used to do it's it's really interesting it's a flip of the head kind of thing but actually it's don't behave any different than how you would have done if you're going into the office you know no, that's that's really good advice. And it's again, that mindset, just do what you're doing. And it's just on these Zoom calls, it's I, I have this fear that I I want to dress the bottom and the top half because imagine if an exercise came up and someone just said, Come on everyone, let's feel energized today and let's just stand up and spin around. What are you gonna do then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because, like today, I've actually got a black jumper on, but I've got checked green. Yeah, we, we match. I've got green and black checked trousers on, but you, and I've actually got green and animal print trainers on, but you can't see that. But yes. if if suddenly you know I needed to make a mad dash for the front door, then you'd see my checked trousers. But at the moment, you only see my black top. I think it's. Do you know what? Through lockdown, everybody did become not lazy, it's the wrong word, they became very relaxed and in a real routine of kind of this is what we do every day. But actually, it's it's also still about having that enthusiasm every morning. And, you know, some of our, we, we do like a hashtag Monday motivation on the pocket stylist. And one of the things was, wear your, wear your um, perfume every day. If you're used to wearing perfume every day, just because you're at home, don't change it, you know, still spritz your perfume on because you'll catch a glimpse, you know, you'll catch a smell of yourself or don't wear your slippers every single day, you know, maybe swap to a trainer, you know, it's, it's really interesting because we all get into a routine and with everything. And sometimes you just need to snap that routine and go, you know, right, I will put my lipstick on today. It's about, it's about don't let yourself lull into that kind of routine um and it sounds stupid it's always like you know do your hair make sure if you if you like wearing makeup wear makeup don't don't think that you can't just because you're at home um because it's like if it makes you feel good then absolutely do it and you do cover that part about um feeling good and we'll have a look at your website shortly um there's also um there's so many other questions so i've got another top question which i found online most women um ask about their dress and their body shape and you mentioned on your website um that the average woman spends around thirteen thousand pound on items she doesn't wear instead she spends about 80 percent of her time wearing just 20% of a wardrobe so I actually believe this because um, I'm wearing about 10% of my wardrobe now and the rest is just catching dust (laughs) yeah and at the moment obviously we're in a very different situation than we would have been in this time last year because what's really intriguing we went into lockdown in spring summer season we came out of lockdown in autumn winter So if you actually, when I have been able to get out and do a couple of wardrobe consultations through, you know, in September and October, it was really hard to do the the summer wardrobe because you could say to ladies, when did you last wear it? Have you worn it? But actually a lot of people, like we said, if they've been working from home, 
they haven't worn a lot of that summer wardrobe purely because they haven't had the opportunity. So, but on a normal, let's let's kind of go back to a normal day. Um, absolutely, people wear twenty percent of their wardrobe eighty percent of the time because they have things in there they love, they feel comfortable in. They know that maybe when they put it on, they look in the mirror, they feel good in it, and that's why. First of all, people do that whole, they wear 20% um, of their wardrobe 80% of the time. But it's also sometimes it, a lot of it, especially mums, it's to do with time. People lack time because actually it's easier, isn't it? If you're rushed in the morning, you go, right, this, this, and this. Or actually, I'm going to wear that Legging. and that. Leggings or yeah. whatever's nearest. Like a bit like me before okay. we started the podcast, I was like, what is near? And as you say, yeah. you've got a black jumper. I've got on some green trousers as well. <laughs> yeah. But also, see what other ladies um, struggle to do, they do. They they struggle to um, to see how to put an outfit together, um, which is where, like, literally some of the uh, workshops that we did on the Pocket Stylist were outfit creation, how to maybe work out what you've got in your wardrobe, your people will see from my website I'm all about if you do not love it in your wardrobe you take it out if it's the wrong size you remove it because you want your wardrobe to be a positive place not one that creates any negativity and it may be that people have lost weight it may be that they've put on weight it may be some ladies have gone through you know like menopause and their body shapes change what is the point in having something in your wardrobe that doesn't make you feel good when you wear it? it, it there's just no point. Um, it's about having a wardrobe that you want to open up and kind of get excited about. And, and that's where... You're, right. you're so right about that. Um, where if you, don't, if you wear something you're not comfortable in, um, I've seen loads of people do that and I've done it myself and it shows. So you are so right. We need to get rid of those outfits because... Anyone can see that. Like, as they say, the camera doesn't lie. You stand different. You don't, you're not smiling as much. But when you feel like yourself and you feel good, you're, everyone sees that. And if you, and it doesn't matter, Antonio, whether you buy it in Primark or whether you buy it in Prada. It's about how you wear it, how you create the outfit and how you feel in it. it that's the, you know, it's so important. It's a bit like I have um, size three feet. So I struggle sometimes to find the right shoes. And do you know what's really interesting? Primark size three are perfect for me. They're absolutely perfect. So, you know, yes, I may buy a Kurt Geiger pair if the sizing's right, but actually I'm still just as happy to wear a, a Primark pair because I know they fit. I know they're going to be comfortable and I know I'm going to like them. Going back to what you just said, if you think about it, clothes need to make you feel good. If we're going out, out, say, for example, somewhere like, um, I don't know, we were going to a party or an event or a theater or just, you know, drinks with friends, you go and buy something new yes. because you go, oh, something new will make me feel good. And I want to feel good when I go to my to wherever you're going. But what's really interesting for me is that wardrobe needs to do that all the time because that's how you need to feel 
all the time. Yeah, because I was just I was just thinking about that actually. It's it's when I go in the wardrobe and I do that, and um, but there's some stuff in there I go back over and I don't like it. So I have had a clear out, but I need to have a clear out after this chat. I'm going to go and throw some stuff out. <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm not happy when I wear certain things. There's just some outfits in there um, that I like, and you know, some there's some you know, I've got this hat and I love wearing this bubble hat, and um, obviously it's frowned upon, uh, but I love it and I feel good. I run in it, yeah. <laughs> driving it. And exactly, and you know what? It's about wearing what makes you feel comfortable, and it's very hard. I do get it because lots of people do you know, worry what other people think about them. And, and sadly, you have to feel confident in yourself. You, you've got to. Um, and that's why I would say it doesn't, you know, even when we go shopping with people, people say, well, how much do I need to spend? Well, I'm not going to give you a budget. We're going to buy what's right for you. It's going to be the right fit. It's going to be the right color. It, that's way more important than how much you spend on something. Now you um, see colour. <laughs> colour scheme. How important is that? Because as a young person, my mother, she was the star queen and she was always hot on wearing the right colours and matching. But is that really important now? So there's obviously as an image consultant and a lot of the stylists now, we're trained in colour. Because now Colour only has an impact if it's worn on the upper body because basically what happens is the light comes from wherever, it bounces on your upper body garment and reflects back up into your face. So it is absolutely right that certain colours will look better on you than other colours. Um, and basically colour runs with what's called an undertone. It runs with either a blue undertone or a yellow undertone. And so does our skin. So when you have the right undertone top that matches your skin, your face will look lighter, brighter, clearer. You'll have a great jawline, really good bridge of the nose, that type of thing. If they don't match, that's when sometimes, you know, when you put something on, whether it's a dress or a top or a jacket or something, and you look in the mirror and think, oh, I look really grey or yes. actually I look wider in the face than I normally am. So that tends to be when you're wearing the wrong colour. So in answer to your question, colour does make a difference, absolutely. Um, but there's always ways of getting around the, the colours that you can't wear. So you can mix them with a change of a jewellery, for example, or, you know, I can't wear orange. So I carry a blue undertone in my skin. So or orange is yellow. But if I mixed orange with cerise pink, in a print, then I'll be able to wear it. So it, it absolutely does make a difference, definitely. And there's one particular colour that I wear quite a bit in the summer, and it's electric blue and also bright red. And I was scared of wearing red, actually, because what's associated with red, fiery? But you know what? It just makes you... Um, it makes me radiate. And also when people see that you're happy, then they feel happy as well. And um, it gives you that confidence. So wearing those colours give me that confidence. And as you say, the, my skin glows so well in the bright red and that electric blue. It's amazing. So, so you're yeah. going to be great this season because red is one of the colours to have for autumn, winter. Um, but red is probably the scariest colour that people find to wear. It's one of those they kind of back off 
But again, red comes in either a lovely deep, you know, like pillar box red. Um, yeah. So it's got more blue in it, or it comes a little bit more tomatoey, which means it's got more yellow undertones. But it's it's all about trying, you know. There's style has no age limit. Style does it, you know, allows you to try and play. You don't have to get stuck in a, a rut or anything like that. You can play with it and, and see what works for you because as long as it works and you're confident, yes, there are rules of you know certain garments that work better on body shapes, etc. But actually, a lot of it is about making you feel confident in what you wear. And I, I feel like um, I've been to the Lisa Talbot School of Thought. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. This is your new. This is your new school and education <laughs> establishment. So I was looking at your YouTube video, and it was day twenty-five of the ten-minute challenge. And you were talking about some guidance for handbags that are specific for body shapes. I didn't even realize that either. Yep, so with with every body shape, there are a set of rules, okay, for the best garments that you can wear. And it works with necklines, sleeves, jackets, everything. Um, a body is either quite angular or it's quite curvy. So if you think of a body shape, like a um, almost like a model, like quite rectangular, there's no curve. So it's much more angular. Whereas if you take somebody like a pear shape who has got a slightly wider hip, than their shoulders, you've got curves. So if you really, really stuck to the rules, okay, handbags can mirror image the curves and the angles of your body shape. But you will have seen if you watched that YouTube that actually handbags and shoes become a real accessory that you can really allow your personality to come through. So yes, there are rules and guidelines, but sometimes I think from that point of view, they can be thrown out the window because like I said to you, I'm five foot. So the ruling is don't have a bag that's too big because it will obviously, the scale then is too big for my body frame, etc. But I'm probably like every other mum, I stuff everything in my bag, you know, from purses to phones to lip glosses, you know, to everything. And I'm still a Filofax girl because I, I'm a writer. I love writing a list. So for me to have my diary on a phone is just kind of not, I like to turn the page. So, you know, I have a file of that. So you can use a handbag to inject color. You can inject print. You can inject texture, um, which is why, like you said, some people are, are real matchy and they have to match. Other ladies are just pick it up, you know. Um, and again, do what's right for you. Um, but if you really wanted to, yeah, there are rules to do with angles and curves. Quick look at your website. So I'm going to screen a share and have a look and see what's going on on your site. You've got your press pack here and it's and the season's must-haves in the chat magazine. So tell us all about this because it's nice and vibrant. Like, what are we to do? It's getting cold. We want to look stylish at the same time when we're going out. I know it's locked down and we're going to be intermittent at times, but we can still look good, can't we, right? Oh, listen, absolutely. I have to say, autumn, winter is my favourite season. I love it. I just love the fact that you can layer up, you can inject different fabrics and textures and, and things like that. So, yeah, the... the the feature that I wrote for chat is all about the autumn winter must-haves. Um, and 
it's quite nice sometimes, I think, to, if you know what's kind of around this season, and some of, there's a real trick. What normally happens is in February, March, and August, September, Vogue magazine do a um, online, they'll tell you what the trends are. And sometimes, you know, if you kind of think, oh, I wonder what's coming up, what's new, or actually have I got things in my wardrobe that, again, will transcend through the seasons for me. That's another great way of keeping, obviously, sustainability because you can still look modern in the next season. Um, That works as well. So some of the must-haves this season, um, definitely anything to do with checks. So checked coats, checked trousers, um, blazers, anything to do with a check of all colorways is, is great. Um, would you believe the flare is huge? This I know, it's coming back, okay. I can't believe it. Yeah, and one of the things to do with a flare is they do, um, some of the brands now do a, a flare which is slightly wider, and they also do what's called a kick flare. So it's just, it does kick out but it's not as wide. So if you've got, basically a flare helps balance the hips out as well. So it it gives them more um, of a balance. So you've got flares, you've got checks, colors this season, you've got red is huge this season. Um, All all different hues of red. Um, If you like a tassel or fringing, that's around this season as well. Um, Lots of um, exaggerated sleeves this season. So maybe a balloon sleeve or just a sleeve that's slightly different. It could be of a different fabric this season. And again, that's quite nice. You know, if you've got, say, a pair of jeans and you've got, a, a um, say, a knitwear and you've got different sleeves, it just adds a different dimension to your outfit. Um, there's also um, lots of white. So they've called it white on white. So there's lots of different things that people could wear this season or that also they could, they might have in their wardrobe or they could just purchase to actually refresh existing items in their wardrobe. And then on that subject, I have a question um, from Monique. It is about, um, in terms of the clothing and the sustainability, um, are you aware of where the clothing and the styles are, where they're made from in terms of like fair trade? Um, what's the best way around that when picking clothing? Is so, something quite ethical? Yeah, so lots of the brands now um, promote, obviously, if they're ethical. Um, in, in a lot of the the way they make things and where they make them. Um, we have to trust that they're telling us the truth. You know, we, we have to trust that. But if you're into the whole sustainability and slow fashion, then it's great, obviously, to look through some of the secondhand resellers that we have. Like, you know, you can look for things like eBay. You can, you know, where obviously people sell some of their own stuff. Um, where, in like near to me, we have a secondhand reseller. You have the opportunity to also, you know, Depop as well. It's huge. Lots of, you know, lots of people are going on to Depop at the moment. So you, there's so many different ways we can all help the whole sustainability um, kind of topic and we can help kind of, you know, make people aware that, yes, you can buy high street fashion, but because everyone's going to do it. You know, I don't think, um, I don't think you can sit there and say people won't buy high street fast fashion because they will. So I think it's about what 
as individuals we can all do to help and it's it's not saying that we won't buy new bits but actually if we can make the most of what we've got in our wardrobe we may buy less so therefore we're helping does that make sense yes I I get Um, that and the sustainability there's lots of companies who promote their CSR and the corporate social responsibility and then there's opportunities to have a look and how that helps down the line funding and where whether it's food or even clothing and they have like um images and presentations on how it all evolved so that's good and if someone's quite interested that's um that the information's always available readily available if not go to the retailers and ask them as well um, absolutely and you know there's lots of different charities as well there's like smart works if you're looking to obviously maybe you know like you say clear out your wardrobe or make a few changes there's some amazing charities like smart works who you know take clothing in um they are a great charity that support women going back into work so you know sometimes they're a great charity now they have people who help with cvs they have stylists that work in there on a voluntary basis to help create the outfits for people so there's there's lots you know i created um again in lockdown um a platform called the online wardrobe and it's it literally is three kind of sections it's where ladies can upload their closet they can um i can create lookbooks for them and also we can find garments but the biggest uh, i suppose the biggest seller of it is that actually i can create outfits from people's own wardrobe they don't even need to go and buy anything new so it was it gained so much traction throughout lockdown purely because we called it like shopping in your wardrobe. I made people go and look in their wardrobe at things like, you know, that whole you wear 20%, 80% of the time. People are like, oh my goodness, I wouldn't have even worn that. And actually now I can. So there are lots of ways I think we can support sustainability for sure. And, and that's, I would love, as I said, have you in my pocket, because in my wardrobe, there's some things I could give away for like the, you talk about smart charity, and I do usually give it to the recycling, but who can resell or give that on to charities. But specifically, that's really great that you've mentioned um, this charity as well to support mums, because it is it is hard sometimes spending so much to purchase a suit or an outfit especially if someone has an interview as well and it's good even like charity shops um I do remember mind have them this and people like vintage fashion as well um so it's it's and there's that stigma um that has and you know over over the time I've I'm understanding that that stigma is beginning to evade where um it was perceived that buying from a second-hand shop um is terrible and it's frowned upon but actually i understand that some people put their really expensive outfits they've never worn um and give them away to charity there's there's nothing wrong with that if someone decides they want vintage clothing then that's it that's that's the way forward yeah i have got um a client that comes over from abroad on business when obviously she could um and she used to go to some of the charity shops in places like Putney, Chelsea, um, Knightsbridge, and she would find some amazing gems. Because again, it's sometimes it's where they're situated. Um, you know, and actually, you know, some ladies will have 
basically worn it and loved it. And they're now paying it forward to somebody else who can love it and, and wear it and things like that. But actually, we're helping the environment at the same time. And that's exactly how I feel. When I feel that I'm giving the clothes away, I'm supporting somebody else who really needs it. And that makes me feel good rather than throwing it away in the bin because that's, that's a waste because it can be recycled again, remade again. So I know that you've got, we've covered so much. Um, and I do want to encourage mums to check out your website because you've got an A to Z glossary as well. And I was going through that. <laughs> Briefly tell us about how that evolved. So that came about um, when we developed the website um, and it was an option. And, you know, the website designer said, have you ever thought about putting a glossary in? And I was like, well, actually, you know, there's so much terminology that, to be honest, you don't need to get hit up on it. But it's sometimes quite nice to go, well, what is a bat wing? You know, what is... um, I don't know, um, a, a bootleg trouser, you know, everything like that. So that, that's where the glossary came about. And if it guides and it helps people, then, then that's great. And, you know, lots of the things on the website and in the pocket stylist and everything are there to guide and help the blog posts. Listen, I'm not the greatest prolific blog post writer because I find that takes a little bit more time. I much I love doing things like with the pocket stylist because it's quick, it's easy, and and Instagram and things like that. So I can't say I pump my blogs out every week because I don't. Um, but the information gets disseminated in different social media channels. Um, but yeah, it's it's all about helping and guiding and encouraging and inspiring. But coming from a writer, um, I found your writing style really easy to read and informative at the same time. So that is a compliment. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I've got a few more questions from a few more mums. So I asked them about the dilemma of like, how do they feel about their wardrobes? And it may seem like really basic, but these type of things are so important because it's all about our lifestyle. If you haven't, as you say, the shoes and the bag, and we haven't got all that right, including the hair, I'm sure you'll give us some tips on that and some makeup, as you've given us some tips on lipstick. Like, what what are we to do? So um, we've got, we've covered the ground of working from home in the pandemic, and I've got a mum called Molly. She says she's constantly in gym wear. Michelle is after a new innovative style idea for the working mum. As you talked about the top half, how can we dress that top half and make ourselves or stylish um also we have um kelly who has a miss dressing up in the office so she's taken to defining her own personal brand as well and so yeah that, that type of thing you've covered so um just what's your kind of final kind of words to mums in that respect from your own perspective um where you've obviously gone through the the training and you know we say it's not what you wear but it's how you wear it like what would you say so there's a there's a couple of things I would say. First of all, um, if you're because this is where sometimes when we've all been at home, we're either loungewear or jeans. Okay, so it's about almost having a bit of a plan. And I know that sounds awful, but if you have a certain section of clothing in your wardrobe, so it could be. I don't know, it could be a pair of jeans, maybe the, the jogger style trouser, but not in um, a jersey fabric. So go, you can still do a jogger style, but it could be camouflage. It could be cotton. It could be, you know, like the silk fabrics that are out. They're good to have in there. You could then still have, um, you know, maybe like 
a, a, you know, pop a skirt in. You don't have to not wear a skirt or a dress when you're at home. It could be a denim dress, you know, anything like that. And one of the other good things that are good to wear is like a jumpsuit, you know, jumpsuit, dungarees. They're really easy to wear. If you think of a jumpsuit, it's just a dress in, because it's one garment. So yeah. it's literally jumpsuit on trainers. And if you think about having a selection of garments in your wardrobe that work for you on different days, um, we just did the shopping in your um, wardrobe challenge. And basically every day I told my ladies, today, trousers, tomorrow, it's a shirt, Wednesday, it's, I don't know, I think it was knitwear. Friday, it's a dress. But basically, all it did was make people go, right, I'm not, I'm good. That's what she's telling me. That's what I'm going to wear. So I'm going to go and get it. And actually, it was, it, all it is was just, I wanted people to go through their wardrobe and see what they had. So they didn't revert to the same things. But I would say, you know, maybe a great jumpsuit, maybe add in a pair of jogger style trousers and then, a couple or three or four tops that work with the jogger style trousers that might work with them, a jean as well. And you'll start to get a bit more flexibility in your wardrobe. That's pretty much answered the questions that we had from Adele. She asked the questions about how do you keep up with high street fashion? Um, is that really an option now? But you are saying go back into that wardrobe. Vicky was talking about um, loungewear as well and the best place to get bargains as well. I know you mentioned Primark. Are there any other places in terms of um, finding the best loungewear? Yeah, online. So, so although we obviously we can't get to the high street at the moment anyway, but lots and lots of retailers online as well have bought stock, you know, for spring, summer, they've bought stock for autumn, winter. They are all now starting to put sales on earlier than we would normally have seen because they need to push through the stock to obviously make way for new stock. So loungewear is, is prolific in places like ASOS, Boohoo, Pretty Little Thing. Um, you know, there's, there's other brands such as Lucy Dodwell Designs and there, there's lots to go on. But I would say if you're still looking for some nice loungewear and it can look really nice, can't it? You know, and then you put maybe like a crombie coat over the top with a stomper boot, you know, so nice um, or a trainer. Um, but I would honestly go and have a look online at the moment for loungewear because people like Boo Avenue have done it. You're going to get some great, great offers, but good quality pieces too. That's perfect. And then one final question of that, because they're quite obvious questions and um, about where to shop. And I, we have to definitely spell that out because you say the retailers are just really putting it out there. And with these the companies, many have this uh, quick delivery. So I can order for example, mm-hmm. from ASOS or Pretty Little Thing. And that is it. I know I've got the outfit for tomorrow, literally, um, because I have the subscription for the next day delivery, but it's well worth the, the £10 um, that I spent um, a year ago. So the question that Vicky has is about black leggings. We all know about that black leggings. And um, the pair that you have that are see-through. How can we find the perfect pair? So the, the trick with any type of legging is um, to invest a little bit more money. And it doesn't have to be 50, 60 pounds, but if you're going to spend 5.99 on a pair of leggings, the fabric will be thin. 
So therefore, you know, if you bend over in a pair of 599 leggings, it's going to be very thin. You will see your skin through it. Whereas if you spend just that little bit more money and you go for a legging that is slightly denser and, you know, there's a trick to do it. If you're, um, if you're in a shop, put your hand in it and obviously stretch it so you can actually see whether your hand's going to be see-through. But online, then just definitely go for, um, you know, you know, your kind of 15 pound leggings are going to be better quality than your five pound you know, if you can get the fifteen pound in the sale for five pound, even better. But do you know what I mean? It's it's a denser um, jersey that will not allow it to be see through. Oh, that is perfect. And on that note, we can cover so much. I could be here with you for hours. <laughs> <laughs> but how can we find out more about you and your business, Lisa? Okay, thank you. So I could talk to you forever too. Um, I've got my website obviously, which details the consultations we do. And there's some blog posts up there. Um, but actually, the, the majority is done in the Facebook um, group, The Pocket Stylist. I'm on Instagram. I, you know, I'm Lisa Talbot on there. Um, so we I, on there, I post different things, you know, about what's out, where to buy things. And I will also show people not necessarily the high street, because there are there are amazing brands online and there are amazing um, boutiques, everything. I think at the moment, everybody needs to be supported. You know, I, I get the whole thing of shop local, um, but also we need to keep the high street alive because it generates um, jobs. It generates a community for the much older generation, you know, who who go into the high street to go to the shops to to chat to the shopkeepers. I think it's it's everywhere, you know. Um, so, yeah, Instagram, um, there is a business um, page as well, Lisa Talbot, Personal Stylist. Um, but just come along, you know. A, a lot of it is come along, come and watch, come and see, um, and you'll start to see that people interact with me. Um, you know, they'll put, where can I buy this, Lisa? Everything like that. So, yeah, that, that's where I am. Oh, thank you so much. It has been amazing talking to you, Lisa, and a real eye-opener for my wardrobe behind those wooden doors. I'm going to throw lots out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure some mums will do as well. They'll be inspired, and I'll make sure I share all of your information at the end of the podcast and so they can click through and hopefully take part in the challenges as well. And learn. Yeah, some- thank you for having me. You're welcome. It was great having you. Thank you so much, Lisa.